0: Welcome to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. Today is December 18th, 2015, the day of Star Wars. Today, Star Wars The Force Awakens is hitting theaters nationwide. It's insane. It's incredible. I can't believe it. It's so fucking weird. Uh, it's a day that I never thought would come. When I was a kid and I finished Return of the Jedi for the first time, all I wanted was a continuation of that story. And today's the day it's happening for so many people. I'm not going to be able to see the movie until Sunday the 20th when I have tickets with some of my friends to go check it out. So there were there are absolutely no spoilers in this podcast. In fact, I have gone kind of internet dark. And then starting today, I'm going straight black. I am not checking any feeds online. I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not checking Twitter. The only thing I'm going to do online is post this podcast. I'm just going to duck in, leave this for you, and then duck out. I don't want any chance of spoilers. I know there's apps out there that you can install on your phone that will maybe stop spoilers from happening, but I don't even want to take the chance that the software was not written well enough to stop spoilers from happening. So, so I'm out of there. And also, I haven't taken a break from the internet in a long time. So I want to see what that feels like. I know it's going to suck, but I'm going to try to make it two days without doing anything. I mean, we'll see how, we'll see what happens. I'll probably still check notifications I shouldn't say that out loud because if there's some mean person out there who wants to put Star Wars spoilers into notifications on my page, I might see it. I don't know. Oh my God, I'm so scared. So I have a very special show for you today. My friend Pete GK stopped by my apartment to chat with me. This was the first conversation I've recorded for the podcast in my new apartment since the flood happened and I had to move. So I had some technical issues that I was not expecting. Uh, First of all, there's a slight sound of the radio coming through on the on the recording, and i've had this issue in the past where sometimes um, your equipment will pick up radio signals, and I have several different ways to try to filter that out. Uh, i hadn't tried that at first because as you 'll hear, I was kind of grumpy when we started recording but i'll i 'll let you i 'll let you experience that for yourself in a minute. but a few minutes after that, I did try to make the sounds go away, and I failed it so there 's going to be some sounds of the radio all throughout the recording in fact i i'm listening to this right now in headphones as i 'm talking, and I hear it right now let 's take a listen it 's really quiet it 's not so bad right now, uh but it definitely gets worse in the podcast itself. Uh, so I had those issues, and then I uh, also didn't set up my mic very well, so my plosives were, were really loud, like the P's and the T's were hitting the mic really hard. So this, this wasn't my best work, technically, but great episode, super fun. We talked all about different types of time travel and the different rules of sci-fi universe time travel stuff, and it's, it's great, and I love it. Before I bring that to you, something I wanted to bring up. So I'm sure most of you remember, a few episodes back, I had Hanahate, who was on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And a few episodes before that, I had Manu Ente Reime from Star Trek Voyager. So those two conversations just kind of fell into my lap through the whole fifth passenger connection. To be honest, I'm not actually sure how they found me and found my show. Something to do with my music video getting to the Lake Charles Film Festival and just the sheer fact that I have a sci fi podcast and some dumb luck. It was so incredibly exciting. I never expected to have people from Star Trek on the show, to be able to talk to someone who was on Star Trek in my favorite franchise in the universe. And it was so cool. It was not something that I set up to do when I started the podcast, it was not something that I sought out. It just happened. Uh, and I'm hooked. It was great. And I'm like, wow, I want to reach out to other Star Trek people, see if I can get more people on the show. And as I mentioned a couple times, someone that I would love to talk to is Aaron Eisenberg, who played Nog on Deep Space Nine. I actually met him at a convention about two years ago here in Seattle, and he was just so charming. And I had this really great moment where I got to talk to him. One of my absolute favorites uh, of Deep Space Nine, if not my absolute favorite episode, is Only a Paper Moon an episode where Nog is dealing with some post-traumatic stress, and uh, I watched all the way through Deep Space Nine after I went through some really rough years health-wise, where my health kind of fell apart, and I had to build it all back up from scratch, and it was tough. You know, my life started over. I didn't really know how to think about the universe or the world around me, and I processed a lot of that through watching and appreciating science fiction, and that episode in particular really stuck out to me, so... I had the chance to tell Aaron Eisenberg how much it meant to me, his performance in that episode and watching his character grapple with these big issues, how much that helped me to deal with my own. And it was just a really wonderful moment to be able to tell him that. So it occurred to me, I should reach out to Aaron Eisenberg. Maybe I'll like throw something at him on Twitter, see if he's interested in coming on the show. So I did, I posted something up on Twitter and to my Uh, to my dismay, I discovered that he is in the hospital. He has suffered kidney failure, and he's having a kidney transplant on the 29th of December of this month. Someone that I interact with a lot on Twitter, Carly Shibby, who is at Madam Captain CC, she pointed out to me that Aaron Eisenberg has a GoFundMe campaign happening right now to support all the funds that he needs to raise. I I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his partner or his wife. I'm not sure what the situation is. But uh, the person who's posting up the campaign for him, both of them have to take off work for quite a while. And also the person who's donating a kidney has to take off work. And there's so many expenses involved in that. So the GoFundMe campaign is trying to raise funds to make this, to make it possible for them to, to have this surgery and then move on with their lives. And it's... I mean, it's devastating that we live in a culture where that's even necessary, where people cannot get the health care that they need when they need it uh, in a situation like this, where it's really serious. I mean, you know, you cannot live when you go into kidney failure unless you get a new kidney. Um, but anyway, I immediately donated $25 because. I want Aaron Eisenberg to get back on his feet right away. And I want this wonderful person who's donating a kidney to him to be back on their feet right away and have the funds that they need to do so. And also, Aaron is uh, signed on to be in Star Trek Renegades. And I really want to see the return of Nog in this fan-made film, Star Trek Renegades. So, So I donated to this campaign and I just wanted to bring it up on the podcast. If you are the type of person who wants to be involved in something like this, now is your chance. And you can help someone who brought so many of us so much joy through his portrayal of the character Nog on Deep Space Nine, you can help him out. What a cool opportunity. So they've already raised over $7,000 in five days of their $10,000 goal. Anything over the $10,000 is going to be donated to a charity that benefits organ donors. So they're $3,000 away from their goal. Let's make sure they get there. Let's make sure that they have what they need to go through this hard time. So you can go to www.gofundme.com slash Aaron's Kidney, A-R-O-N-S-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Gofundme.com slash Aaron's Kidney to donate to the one and only Aaron Eisenberg and help him get through it. And who knows, maybe when Aaron's back on his feet, uh, maybe he'd like to come on the podcast and the invitation is open. Okay, we are going to jump into my conversation with Pete GK Uh, one of my favorite people. This episode really gets back to sort of the core of this show, where the original intention was just to hang out, drink some whiskey, and talk about sci-fi with my friends. Uh, And that's exactly what we did. There was also some wine and cheese involved, which was a new addition. So shaking things up, getting a little wild with some wine and cheese. All right, here we go. Yeah, hit me. Oh man, that radio is really loud.
1: It's like, it's just grainy enough though that if I close my eyes and zone out, it almost sounds like a droid. It does sound like a droid. Like in the, um, when the, the like in episode four, when the Jawas are like out there selling their shit and there's like the big box droid and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: weird. So we're having this weird problem where, because I, I moved four floors up, apparently like my... My equipment is right in the line of these radio waves, and you can actually hear the radio in the <laughs> microphone cable. And I have a way to fix it, but uh, it, like, takes a while. There's, have you heard of ferrites? Uh, little no. metal rings? You, like, wrap your, your cables in little metal rings, and it rejects the, the RF frequency. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, I have these. I should use them. But I'm just feeling so lazy. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> like, just don't. I mean, we like, have this set up. It's working. It's rolling. I don't feel like... But listen, listen to the droids. It's really spooky.
1: I know. I'm like, oh, is it like, oh, is this from the the uh, the police precinct, or is this coming from you know Cairo, or?
0: I what? think it's what? coming from the future. I I think, I hope to God it is from a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, cheers, Pete. Cheers, Pete GK yes. is here. Huzzah!
1: Hello. Yay. Blessed to be in your new abode.
0: Yeah. I might have to move back after they finish all the the water repairs. They're gonna
1: right. they're gonna fix it up and then make you uh, make you move on back down there. I do not even know yet.
0: They said I might have to. They're not sure.
1: That's a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, I think they want me to, but I'm so allergic to mold that the idea of moving back to an apartment that has just had like serious water damage kind of scares the shit out of me.
1: I mean, uh, reasonable accommodation. You should be able to play that card, right? If you're no. if you're allergic to mold, I think to move back down there would be ridiculous.
0: Well. They still haven't told me how much it would cost to stay in this apartment, oh, but shit. I might have to pay more. And also, uh, if it starts raining again, we're going to hear that there's this like, really intense, loud rain that hits this window. Uh, and then, of course, I, we have droids in the, in the airwaves, so <laughs> it's not the best place for podcasting. It was a little better downstairs. I think uh, we'll talk for a little bit and then I'll fix it. I just want to get going, yeah. but it's going to drive me crazy pretty soon. I have, I have a feeling, but when I throw a compressor on this and like pump up the sound, it's going to be probably louder than we're hearing it now.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, Pete, you brought, you brought wine and cheese. I brought wine is, and cheese on this blessed day of,
0: uh, on star Wars. Day. Yeah. Star Wars release day. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so it's Thursday night, the 17th right now. Right now, people are watching Star Wars. Friends of ours are Friends of in ours. theaters, and yeah. we are not. We are not. We, we don't are. have tickets. No. It's so weird, because the release day is the 18th, which is tomorrow, when this episode will come out on release day, the 18th. But today is release day, because people are watching the movie right now. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> when did it When did it become the way that things are, that you like? release a movie on a day, and everyone watches it at 7 p.m. the night before? I don't know, but that's like... I mean, in, uh, apparently Los Angeles is just
1: a place. I mean, we're in Seattle, but in Los Angeles, apparently, this happened already like a day or two ago. Like, people, it's already been released down there, and there's all the like. It was not, wasn't it just like the premiere for the stars and stuff? Like, I, I think it might have been, but from what I, I, and I've been avoiding social media like the plague for most yeah, of this too. week, which is me hard too. because I live on social media. Me but. too. <laughs> Um, but weirdly enough, not on Twitter. I need to get on fucking Twitter. Yeah. Um,
0: bro, Tweet I, at me, bro.
1: I, yeah, bro. <laughs> well, that's funny. I, I tweeted at you that one. To like, I think I I post like every now and then. I remember to log on to Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, time for my monthly tweet." Y'all still here? Sweet. See in five weeks. And like, and you favorited it, and I was like, "All right, Jesse liked it. Whatever. Good enough."
0: I actually um, tweeted at you a couple of days ago.
1: Oh, should okay.
0: <laughs> also, this wine and cheese is awesome.
1: Oh, that's dude, fun. I'm glad you like it. I. Uh, I, I picked up a uh, a Shiraz. It's a mm. it's an old world wine. No, I, I don't know. I don't know shit about wine. It's a, it's yellowtail. Can you drink Actually. old world wine in the new world? You know, it's the future, and I think that we can kind of do we can do a lot of things that we couldn't
0: do before. So yeah, mate, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> we sat down. I had I, so all my my stuff is still in boxes. I pulled out one glass and one mug. The <laughs> mug has pictures of me and my sister as kids and as adult, adults. And I'm like, "Yeah, I have a glass, or I have a creepy mug with my face on it." And then your response was, "I want to drink out of your face." I do. I, <laughs> I want to drink out of your face, but and I was so upset that I hadn't started recording when
1: you said that because it was so funny. Well, I'm. I mean, it's it's such a wonderful mug, and it's like you know, oh, this is my good friend and and his sister. So I'm. I don't
0: know. It's nice. It's a, a pleasure <laughs> Pleasure to be drinking out of your face. Thank you. You've always wanted to put your lips on my forehead and, and suck. Exactly. Ugh, that's like that's, the like creepiest all... <laughs> way I could have said that. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what all friends want to do? I don't know. I don't know. But, but this wine is really good. I... <laughs> Oh, I forgot to turn my phone. Off. I am fucking failing right now. <laughs> I'm like such a stickler for podcast quality. I just want no background noise. <laughs> I work so hard on having like the highest sound quality possible. And today I was just like so grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a grumpy day. It's like uh, I, I have rarely seen people
1: angry cook. So it, yeah. was, it was not, I shouldn't say angry, but like that sort of like taking it
0: out a little bit on the chicken. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was in a weird mood, but I'll tell you what's cheering me up is, is wine and cheese and you drinking out of my face. Here, here. Cheers. I'm glad to be drinking out of your face with this microphone in my face. Yeah. I think part of my angst is that there are people watching Star Wars right now and I am not. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bothering me. I feel it on the inside.
1: I I totally know what you mean, and a lot of like, and this is probably speaking more about my own character, but like a lot of it is sort of self hatred. Like, why didn't you fucking budget for this? Like, oh, you can budget for rent and
0: your credit card or whatever. You can't buy two tickets for seventeen bucks each. Yeah, but it was like a it was like a losing battle. I mean, they sold out so fast, and I I have tickets for the twentieth, so I'm going on Sunday. Uh, with a couple of people and I am so excited. The only reason I have tickets for the 20th is because my fr- a friend got me a ticket. I mean, I was just, I'm like, Star Wars tickets are available and my mind just went numb because I couldn't <laughs> process that information and I well, did nothing. It's, so, you know, it, it, it's not like in
1: the early 2000s when it was just like, the movies are like, you know, the prequels are coming out. You got to remember like, okay, oh. episode one came out and, and it was rough but like, you know, it was still something that you had to plan for in advance. Right. So, and I think, maybe you're experiencing this too but it's like it wasn't real until like today yeah i mean for me at least it was like you
0: know i agree yeah no i totally i had that experience also because i i was i was thinking about this like i was telling you when you got here that like this is like the last two days of my life in which i will have only seen six star wars movies yeah and it's... that's huge i mean that's kind of a monumental thing for me i and there's people out there like, oh, it's just a movie. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. <laughs> it is not just a movie. It is motherfucking Star Wars. You know, like, there's nothing. There's nothing that, that hits that level for me as far as films go. I mean, television, it's Star Trek. And films, it's, it's Star Wars. And it's funny because, like, when you get Star Wars on TV, I get excited. But I don't, I'm not, like, uh, shaking with, with excitement. And when you get, like, Star Trek movies – unless it has the next generation cast, I'm not shaking with excitement. Mm. Uh, but like Star Trek on TV, just the thought, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I take this all back. What I'm saying, <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything. But I'm more excited for a Star Wars movie than I would be for a new Star Trek movie. I don't know. It there's, makes me feel like I'm cheating on on my own, my own kin when I say that. I mean, uh, and not to knock
1: Star Trek, but I mean like with Star Wars, I think there's this, uh, you know, there's this moment of, it doesn't matter what, I mean, there, this is going to be the seventh movie. I don't know, but I'm, assuming that, like, the you other know, six movies in the franchise, it's going to begin with, you know, Lucasfilms, you know, THX, Black Screen. Yeah. Duh! And then you get the whole fucking rollout, and it's all going to... So, like, when that happens, it... Oh, it I
0: don't know. It, it gets me going. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I like, The first time I saw Phantom Menace was the first time I saw a new Star Wars movie in the theaters. Because, I mean, I'd seen the special editions of the original trilogy in the theaters, but I'd seen those movies so many times. Yeah, um, And seeing them in the theaters was just kind of a novelty. But seeing a new Star Wars movie in the theater for the first time is a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I've now had three times. <laughs> 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 and I'm about to have a fourth. But you know what I mean. I, it's, I can't quite wrap my brain around it because there's also the potential this time that this will be a good movie, which is... Still, something I'm kind of struggling to understand. I know because I'm There's, so used to Star Wars coming out and being shitty. Will J.J. Abrams bring balance to the Force?
1: That <laughs> is the question, man. It's like he has become Anakin. Uh, yeah. Um, I yeah, I'm worried. Um, <laughs> are you worried? Like, yeah, I, I I think I said something on Facebook. Uh, like Sunday night, I was like half drunk and taking a shit and like i was just like <laughs> on my phone and i was like four days what if it sucks like, yeah and, and, and i think i have that like there's always that lurking fear that like it doesn't matter how many oh like there's all these screenshots of the set and everything and you know jj's been saying all these things they've done media tours and everything but it's like it doesn't mean shit like what if what if it comes up and just blows right. what if it sucks yeah, yeah.
0: What it's I possible <laughs> it's definitely i mean it's actually probably probable given the the way it went last time (laughs) right given the given the insane expectations i mean even if people like the movie that's not going to reach the expectations of making like a mind-blowing life-altering film that will change the course of humanity which is (laughs) which is the expectation i mean that's what the originals did
1: yeah and i mean i think that's that's part of the reason why when you know episode one came out there was this kind of like everybody's like this isn't the same like and I mean you know you've analyzed that pretty well in in your podcast and everything but I think now there is the added net with episode seven there's the added baggage of like well episode one didn't blow our fucking minds so episode seven better
0: blow our fucking minds yeah totally yeah I I that's where I that's where I've landed which is interesting because when when episode seven was announced my first reaction was awesome Star Wars was already ruined for me, so <laughs> if this is good, that's great. And if it's bad, doesn't matter. But the hype has been so intense. Like the the trailers made me weep. I mean I've Life never the
1: Twitter age, man.
0: I'm more excited for this film than I've been for any film since episode one and that terrifies me because I had trained myself to not get excited for movies because of episode one <laughs> so to be this excited is terrifying I'm, I'm kind of living in fear and it's making me crou- like cranky and grouchy and <laughs> like hard to get along with uh, come Sunday it'll be fine one way or another but it'll be resolved yeah no I, matter what <laughs> I'm having like really intense like conflict comp- complex, complicated emotions about <laughs> about this movie coming like, out. Like in a way
1: I was like, oh shit, should I, like like I haven't been to my therapist in a while and I was like, oh should I go back? Like is this is this the like a therapy worthy uh uh you know occurrence to kind of work out what I'm feeling about this? But
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: yeah I should call up Diane. You but, should. Yeah. Is she good? Oh she's excellent. I'll Diane. Oh yeah. I
0: wonderful. I don't know if I should use her name, but uh, I did. As, so. <laughs> I mean I've known at least one Diane, and it was the lady from Cheers. Oh, that was her. That was her. Uh, yeah, well, that's cool. <laughs> you get therapy from a fictional character. It's probably it's, bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, my therapist <laughs> says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's back up for a second, Pete. Let's introduce you. We like totally skipped that. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Pete. Pete Gk. You were a contributor to Sci-Fi and Trial. I was indeed. So the first two episodes, which have come out, and you're going to be in the third one also, which is coming out soon. Very excited. Yeah. Uh, you are a, a poet, a writer. We met because you were interviewing my band for... for so- What was that for? Yes. Uh, I was uh, briefly...
1: I shouldn't say briefly. For a year, I was working for a publication out of Olympia called Fringe Music. Cool. Um, I think it's still up. Fringemusic.com com or maybe Mm fringe-music.com um yeah it was awesome i was interviewing bands for a long time uh first gig outside of just doing poetry so i had a lot of fun um poetry has been what i've done for most of my time and then uh yeah so that's sort of my my jam uh you're a man of the written word yes that is my uh, yeah my yeah yeah (laughs) man of the written word yeah and i just (laughs) learned i
0: just learned that you come from a family of radio people
1: yeah yeah my uh my parents work for uh a i i will i'll say a radio station in the philadelphia
0: area so yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll leave it at that for their sake (laughs) i'm sorry yeah um Uh, yeah i mean that's probably so you got you have like a genetically predisposed voice for podcasting yeah yeah
1: um i i i worked uh on in college radio when i was in school and uh Even since then, I've answered the phones at work and people, (laughs) they they, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it tends to be older women, they they go, oh, you sound like you could be on the radio. And I'm like, uh, I was,
0: and like my parents are, I don't know. I like the idea that the sound of your voice is bringing older women sensual pleasure. And I hope it's doing the same thing now. Wow. It just did it to me. (laughs) Jesus. That's good. Um. Yeah, so what's your uh what's your favorite science fiction? What like gets you gets you going?
1: Um I mean my favorite science fiction I I, I mean my introduction always was Star Wars. Um but really uh anything involving time travel gets me going. Mm. Um because there's so many weird rules around time travel that it, like yeah. I've seen pop up over the years T- and um uh I, Rick and Morty incorporates time travel in a weird way because it's time and space, which, like, that's, that's, I, I mean, it's not, I know it's different from, like, science fiction, or some people would say it's different, but, um, Rick and Morty's been, like, my jam lately.
0: So I have been hearing this over and over. Everyone keeps telling me to watch Rick and Morty. I haven't seen it yet. But it's amazing. Do you I like, I haven't seen any of it. Do you like Back to the Future? Do I like Back to
1: the Future? Yeah. <laughs> so Rick and Morty, uh, was originally, like, a, this, like, shitty YouTube clip in 2006 came out, and it was Doc and Marty. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, and and it's the same... The people who now voice Rick and Morty on the show, it's the the same guy who voiced Doc and Marty in this little, like, YouTube thing where they're just making fun of how, the, like, how Doc Brown in those movies just sounded like this crazy, alcoholic, <laughs> mad scientist guy who was just like, Marty, you gotta do this thing, and Marty's just like, I like rock and roll, and I'm also kind of dumb but like i'll do whatever you say doc um wow so it's like that taken so it's, to a, the, it's a
0: parody of back to the future yeah that's yeah, insane. like taken to the the nth degree oh that's, if, that explains one were a lot so yeah I, I just watched this like documentary about back to the future and i wasn't like paying very close attention so maybe they said this and i missed it the one on netflix yeah and the, like dan Harmon was on there talking about rick and morty yeah and i was watching i'm like oh they kind of ripped off back to the future but it like didn't even occur to me that that was like intentional that it was like an actual parody of of back to the future,
1: yeah, <laughs> I really want to see it it's it's really cool and I, I mean in the actual show they it's um it very much becomes its own beast, but like if you're looking at it, it's like he's got like the blown out hair and he's always wearing a white lab coat and he's yeah. manic all the time <laughs> although in in the show he like Rick is like this alcoholic and he's crazy, but it's um it's really funny, so, wow but that whole the the center sort of theme is that he has this gun that shoots little portals that um send him into other universes Whoa. and other dimensions and stuff like that. So they play a lot on like time travel and space travel connected. So that that's sort of like anything that's dealing with like time and space travel is like really cool to me. Especially yeah. if you're jumping from one
0: uh one timeline to another. Really yeah. gets me jazzed. I'm really into that too. And I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who recently. I finally Cross the threshold and like start starting to really love it. I'm in season two uh, and the episode I'm watching right now the the last one I saw is Rise of the Cybermen, where they go to an alternate reality for the first time, like not just time travel but to an actual alternate reality mm-hmm. and it was su- such an interesting thing to take this traveling that they've been doing, but then kind of like have it go sideways where now there's this whole other plane of travel that they can do, or not just like time but also reality you can travel through realities like that's so cool
1: so they can go forward and backward and also like if if time were to be like different line like lines they can jump to a a line side by side
0: like you know in donkey kong country when (laughs) when you're climbing up the ropes and you jump like and one rope is going down and the other's going up like if you just stand still you go up or down on the rope yeah and you have to like jump back and forth between the two yeah, just like that. <laughs> um, but the time travel th- so- is like Donkey Kong Country, exactly. <laughs> the, the the cave levels with the ropes in Donkey Kong Country. Uh, but yeah, and doctor, they they are. Wow, the what's happening on the radio? It just, yeah, it sounds like a. It sounds like a saxophone that was being exploded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to. It, it's crazy to like, be doing this, like where we're trying to carry on a conversation, but right. we're. We might not be acknowledging it, but we can hear it. Where it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. We, yeah." We are wearing headphones, and we can hear the horrible sound quality that's happening that I'm not fixing because now I'm kind of intrigued by it. Like I think it's a, it's a feature. It might have it's a, gone from being a bug it's to being a feature. Yeah. yeah. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, so in that Doctor Who episode, they accidentally got thrown into another like timeline, a
1: parallel timeline.
0: Yeah, they can't, As far as I understand it. And I'm new to this whole universe. As far as I understand it, they can't do that on purpose. Okay. Yeah, I,
1: I know nothing about Doctor Who, and that's I, I get weird about fandoms sometimes. You do so in what I, way? And like, so sometimes when when people get super jazzed about something, I'll either get really into it or. It could be like fuck you. That's not as cool as the thing that I like because I'm <laughs> shitty. So, <laughs> like with no knowledge of it. Yeah, no. Like I, there's zero reason for me to hate on the Doctor Who universe. Yeah. Other than just like, euh, like, <laughs> like some some like pent up teenaged angst somewhere yeah. in the corner of my brain is like, well, it's not really that cool. Yeah. But
0: um, but- I I know what you mean. Like I I I felt that way before. Where people are like, my thing's cool, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. My thing's cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like there's no there's no
1: logic behind it. Like right. you can't give a, a reason. But um, but Doctor Who seems like one of those things that would be kind of cool. So you you've been getting into it then?
0: Yeah. So I started with uh, season one of the of the current incarnation of Doctor Who, which has been going for what like nine or ten years. And has had like three or four people playing the doctor. I'm still, I'm learning right now. Like don't, don't hate me everyone out there who I know you're <laughs> hate. Uh, So I watched the Christopher Eccleston season, which I really didn't like for most of it, but then really came around right towards the end. And then David Tennant took over as the doctor and i just like fucking loved it immediately. Mm-hmm. And people had told me to start with the David Tennant season, which is season two of, or series two, because we're British. It's series <laughs> two. Um, but the, I think it's super worth it to watch through the Christopher Eccleston season because a lot of the plot points come back in season two. And also, learning to love him as the doctor is actually, I think, really important because when you switch actors, it has meaning. So, I don't know. I mean, if I'd loved Christopher Eccleston from episode one, oh, well, the radio's getting so loud now. I right? know, like, it keep,
1: it's coming in waves. It's yeah. weird. Wave.
0: All right. Let's pause for a second. I'm okay. going to try to get... I'm gonna try to <laughs> Get rid of this radio sound. We'll be right back. We good? Okay. So we're like we're like trying to track down the sound and we're not being very successful. <laughs> I tried my No, it, it was like quieter and now it's louder again. Let's try like moving. Let's see. If we like try grab try grabbing the mic and like walk up here and see what happens. Now we're literally just like waltzing <laughs> around the, <laughs> the apartment is with the microphone, microphone. Is stands? this better, is... Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> How frustrating! Oh well, let's just keep going. This is probably as good as we can do. But you know, the difference—the difference, the difference now—is that we tried. Yeah. Whereas and before, I was just being angsty and dumb. <laughs> it's all right. That's how,
1: that's how. All good art comes from. I don't know. Uh,
0: the butt struggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's get back into this. So we totally lost our train of thought. But I wanted to ask you. You were talking about time travel rules. Yeah. What's uh let's walk through it. Like what sticks out in your mind with time travel rules? So um I mean, I guess
1: like conceptually it's it's an interesting thing to think about and then to see how different people then sort of take that concept of like okay, so you're you here, right? But you can also go back in time and what you do back in time might affect how, you know, that all plays out in the future. Right. Um, in fiction, I think the most intriguing way that I've seen it is in uh, a book called *Rant* by Chuck Palahniuk. I love that Which, book. It's oh my god! Oh okay, that's so a great book, dude! Amazing. Yeah. Like and and like not the type of person who like when you think sci-fi like that's not real. Like and I yeah. I remember reading the book and halfway through just being like, holy shit, this is a sci-fi time travel book. Totally, it, it just yeah, gets yeah, yeah, yeah. dropped on you. Totally. Um, I remember that moment. I loved it. I yeah. was so excited. Yeah,
0: when you're just like, oh.
1: Fuck wait, he's three different people. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they're all existing in the same timeline, but it's the same person.
0: Yeah. Um That's like yeah. the, the whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Whatever like, happened, happens. Type of time travel. Wh- whatever you did in the past, you <laughs> will do again. It's in Lost. I mean Lost used that similar, to... but
1: the, I remember the one thing that was in, that like was interesting was that there was two different um Rant Casey is like the, the main character. And I remember there's um there is the him In the past, who, like, he went in the past and he did some shit, and then he became like this wealthy dude who's existing in the, you know, air quotes present timeline that you're reading the novel in, and then the rant Casey who, briefly before he goes back in time, is like interacting with that guy and talking to him, but then tries to do something different and is trying to make the world like a better place, yeah, but ends up going back in time and like so it. I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe I need to reread the book. It's been a long time. But.
0: No, you were just making me think that I was wrong.
1: No, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Cause I was like, thinking oh, they, that makes sense. Cause I what? haven't read it in so long. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also very stupid. Um, yeah. I, rem- I just remember finishing that book and then drawing all these lines on a page. And like my mom came home and I was like, you have to understand what I'm trying to tell you. Like, there's four of the same people, or three of the same people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That's I awesome. mean, the concept of you know being you and also being able to go back in time, and then like, I mean, he killed. Oh, that was it. One of the character, one of the Rant Cases, went back in time and killed his parents. Yeah. Um, because that which has no beginning can have no end. So mm. he was just like, and now I'm omnipotent, or uh, oh. now, now I'm like a like immortal. Um So. That was like in the present timeline. That was like the older dude. He was like, "This is who I am," and like, "This is who you are." And he's like, "Fuck that!" Wow. So he went back in time so that he could save his mom from dying when he was a kid. Um I don't remember any of this. I, this is fucked up because it's all coming back. I I, th- I could be wrong. I could be
0: remembering this completely incorrectly. I, what I remember most vividly was that his method of time travel was a car crash. Right? Yeah, yeah. You like yeah. You,
1: you drive and listen to music and like you let your they kept talking about theta brainwaves. Oh, so, like, you get I love that! I yeah. love that kind of shit. Like in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, one of my favorite. Have you read that stuff? Oh my god! I, I, um, my roommate insisted that I had to read Hitchhiker's Guide, the, the first book, because I know it's yeah. like a it's like a trilogy. I think five.
0: It's a trilogy in five parts, and,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. I, I have. There is no reason why I haven't read the other four books because oh, there is so a good. there's a complete anthology. But yeah, uh, it was so like you read good. the first book. So I was like, all right.
0: I just reread the first book, and it was even better than I remembered. Dude, uh, it's, oh, it's so good. All, f- all five of them are exceptional and in book three I think maybe book four I don't remember it's been I read them in high school and I'm like rereading them now because I need to because they're so good but there was this moment where uh, one of the characters learns to fly and the way that you learn to fly is by tripping and then forgetting to fall <laughs> <laughs> and that's and then amazing you just, and then you, then you can fly yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love stuff like that I love like especially when it's in a science fiction world things that are just kind of Absurd,
1: yeah, totally like absurd and whimsical, yeah, which
0: is cool because I mean, it sort of plays off
1: this idea that we're taught how to, um, we're taught how to fail. So if you just forget mm. how to fail, like yeah, then impossible things can happen. Totally,
0: so. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking about this in my, I'm, I'm doing a rewatch of Star Trek: Next Generation right now. I'm in season four, and in season four, there's moments where the logic of the situation starts to escape what's happening because the show is very logical but then something will happen where and the whole crew kind of jumps on board like yes this is real this is what's happening and it doesn't quite make sense but because the whole crew buys it you buy it also and i think that it's something that only a more mature show can really pull off and they really pull it off because they do it with full conviction yeah uh but then i have this moment when i'm watching it's like well do i want to be upset that they all believe this when i don't think they should or Do I appreciate the fact that they're trying to tell a story, and it's a science fiction story, and it's outside of my realm of belief and expertise? Yeah, (laughs) maybe maybe I should just let go and let them take me to this place they're trying to take me because the point of the story is more important than how they got there.
1: And I think that's so—that's something so interesting to science fiction to begin with—is that like since it exists so outside of our normal day to day, where it's just like, oh, um, so like any any doesn't matter what story it is, you can be like, okay, so in this world you have to accept that um, you know, space travel exists and you can go from star to star in like ten seconds. Yeah. And and fuck you if you don't believe that because that's how it's gonna be. Right. So it's like, okay. And sometimes especially like in shows like Star Trek when I said that weird. Star Trek I loved not it. Track.
0: <laughs> sometimes it's Star Trek. That <laughs> star, was awesome.
1: Star Trek sounds like a like some kind of shitty like Nordic track that you might have. <laughs> it's like like and while you do it, it projects like It's Halle stars on the Nordic wall. track.
0: <laughs> the Star Trek.
1: Uh, I just sounded like a weird accent. I really dug it. <laughs> well, keep it. It's they'll, a good one. I'll they'll try to hold on to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like like you said, like a very logical show. It's rooted in like all this science. Like um, whereas in something more like Star Wars, it's you know more like a of fantasy. A, yeah, fantasy, and yeah. yeah, it's a fantasy movie with a science problem.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I had this theory recently that maybe Midi Chlorians were introduced as a way to kind of pull back the fantasy and push in some sci fi to the Star Wars universe. Mm, like, maybe that's, that's interesting. Very misguided attempt because I think people kind of say, like, in a derogatory fashion sometimes, like, sci- Star Wars is not sci fi, it's fantasy, which is crazy because fantasy is awesome, you know? Yeah, like, well, yeah,
1: like fantasy that's in space a bad thing.
0: is the best.
1: <laughs> like, that is the best. What could be better than that? And honestly, that's like I think that's why when I was a kid, Star Wars was so accessible to me because like I I'm a word guy. I you know the written word is like my jam. Yeah. Um so when science is involved, I'm always like eh. I'm like a little scared and nervous. So I think Star Trek never jived with me because I was like, I'll have to learn. Like Yeah Um You're afraid of the yeah. realness. <laughs> but You um, do not have to learn. Yeah, but I was like, oh, uh knights. Like, like an order of nights that exists within space. Yeah, okay. That makes total sense. I'm it fine does. with that. I'm
0: on board. It does make total sense. Um, okay, I want to go back to this time travel thing because this is really interesting Yeah, Yeah,
1: we shouldn't get too far away from
0: that. Well, we should, but we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show is nothing if not tangential, yes. not for sure. That's good. Though. So I, the way I see it in fiction, there's been two main types of time travel. Yes. There's been the Back to the Future model where you go to the past you Cause some sort of like temp, you the possibility of temporal paradox exists, yeah, and, and like, not
1: only that, but it's it's ex- like time is extremely
0: fragile, where yes, like you can
1: go back and And
0: break it, yeah, like
1: yeah. like with without even thinking,
0: right, yeah. Uh, Star Trek exists in that universe where if you go back, you have to be very careful you don't change anything because the entire universe will be different. Stargate exists in that universe, that was the the
1: whole the recent reboot, I, I say recent, but I mean, I think it was like 2005, 2009, yeah, 9, 9, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah. So, oh god.
0: The J.J. Um, Abrams Star Trek verse.
1: Yeah, that whole that, that existed based on that idea that, like, somebody, I think it was Spock, went back in time and uh-huh. then mucked up something by accident and then.
0: Yeah. It's very important to me. I don't know if this is true or not. It's very important to me that that be considered an alternate timeline <laughs> because if, if not, that means that everything that I spent my childhood loving is gone. If they went back in time and wiped out the future by changing one thing, which they did. Uh, then everything that I knew and loved never happened. And that's so heartbreaking to me, I can't handle it. But yeah. <laughs> if they go back in time they create an alternate universe, which is what I've chosen to believe, and which is what has been kind of said in, uh, you know... Well, that's why Spock was Yeah, exactly. Spock wouldn't in the be there. Reason. Thank you, you're yeah. right. So, Spock yeah, wouldn't don't be worry. there. It's Spock okay. Okay. Prime. Spock Prime, yeah, Spock Prime. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's going to be okay, Jesse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Spock Prime wouldn't be there if... <laughs> If his universe ceased to exist, you're right. You're right. He wouldn't exist. So it's an alternate timeline. Yes. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, like in The Trouble with Tribbles and then uh, in uh, Trials and Tribulations, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I I don't, Uh, but I'm smiling. The original series. (laughs) In the original series episode where there's all the tribbles. uh, And then there's a Deep Space Nine episode where they go back in time. Deep Space Nine, that's the one on the space station, right? Yes. uh, It's the third Star Trek series where they go back in time and they. See the events from the original series episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. And there's temporal investigators who come to Deep Space Nine to talk to Cisco to make sure he didn't do anything to irreparably. I can't say the word. Irreparably. Irreparably. This has never happened to me before. Irreparably.
1: Irrevocably. Irrevocably? I think those are two different. Those
0: are two different. Irreparably. Ir- yeah. That's, that's like. Irre- it's like you can't repair it. Irreparably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving all of that in. That was the worst. Uh, that was the best. It's,
1: it's the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cheese has gone straight to our heads.
0: <laughs> what type of cheese is that?
1: Uh, Jarlsberg. It's the Jarlsberg. It's just fancy Swiss, I think. Uh, they ran me. They <laughs> ran me at the grocery store.
0: It's, was it cave aged? Because if it was cave aged, we're on drugs right now. <laughs> uh, we're on cheese, man. We're cheese. We're on the cheese. So there's temporal investigators who want to find out. Here we go. I'm going to do it. Right. want to find out if Cisco and his crew have irreparably damaged the timeline. Boom. Said Boom. It. Conviction. Yeah. That's, that's what you got to say uh, with conviction. So, so yeah, in that universe, that's a possible thing. That's a possible. I am fucking dumb right now. It's a possibility <laughs> that you can go back in time and ruin your future. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Back to the Future is the, the, the quintessential example where Absolutely, yeah. you go back in time, you change one thing, and you come back, you have a nicer car, and your mom's hotter. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's,
1: oh, uh, yeah, that, I, I forget that that happens. And it, it's crazy to, to watch all that, too, and, and like, remind yourself, like, all the, all the actors are basically all just, like, 22 years old. Like, right. they're, they're all the same
0: age, but, right. like, they made it. Thompson yeah. knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Oh, my God, so good. That movie's so incredibly on. good. It's uh yeah. Watching you watch that Netflix documentary. Yeah, yeah. It was oh my god. It was, it was so great. good. Yeah. And there,
1: um, yeah. Around the same time, I also watched. I don't want to get too far into this, but I, I watched a documentary about um the uh, uh the landfill where all the ET oh, cartridges shit, are buried. Yeah, and there, there's a a tangent on that where like this guy is taking like a super nerdy road trip to. The landfill when they are digging it, um, and he drives there in a DeLorean. So like, they oh kind my have god, a little like that's so cool, just a little Back to the Future thing. But I, I okay, watch the, it at the, the same point, so they kind of those two things run together in my head. So I apologize if I <laughs> do what I'm
0: doing right now, where I just drag ET into all this. shit. <laughs> well, we just spent ten minutes trying to say the word irreparably. So <laughs> I hope that's the right pronunciation. I think it is. Okay, I, I got a bachelor's in it. Fuck it. The, You're right. Words. <laughs> the problem with having a podcast is that everything dumb you say is lasts <laughs> um so you, what you were just talking about the in case anyone doesn't know there was it was for sega genesis right this uh, ET no,
1: game, uh, nintendo entertainment system NES, it, oh the original, original nes yeah.
0: holy shit it was it, um
1: it, in the in the documentary they kind of talk about like well was this game responsible for the collapse of the home oh like console God.
0: thing so really yeah yes yeah, so really there was this game that was so for et that was so unpopular that they ended up throwing how many copies into a landfill
1: millions or or the, so the legend goes there were like millions of copies that were wow. like they just couldn't move them and they just dumped them
0: what was so wrong with the game
1: so i guess the game was developed in uh, i'm kind of remembering foggily but i think it, they said it was supposed to be developed in 5 weeks and the average wow. yeah the average game back then it was like 5 months like the folly yeah and and the guy the guy who was doing it um, he was like, they came to him and they were like, "We want you to be able to do this, you know, in time for Christmas. We need it done in five weeks." And he was like, "I got it." Like, he was, like, <laughs> but he was like their best. Guy. He was like their maverick, you know. Whoa. He was like, he, like he'd already um, he'd come up with like some of the other big ones, um, Yars' Revenge, I think. He had, yeah. I mean, I'm not of that age, but he he had said that he'd done all these things. And he was like, "I can, I can crank one. I can definitely do it." And then it, he had all these. He kept adding layers. He's like, there'll be three different layers where, like, there's like the judicial system and the police, and then there's ET and Elliot's there. And then he was just way too like. He became a psychotherapist afterwards. Though. I want
0: to play that so yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's. I, I mean, so, there has to be a way to emulate it, right? You can probably. I'm sure there not is. Not that. That's.
0: Let's go even further off topic. Have you ever played Bubble Bobble? Bubble Bobble.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> it's but that's a really fun. It's wonderful. Phrase, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, one of my first girlfriends had like one of the reasons that she was so adorable was that she loved bubble bobble. And she like wanted me to come over and play bubble bobble with her. <laughs> I'm like, that's the coolest. And then there was this is guy that? named Nintendo Dan who lived in San Diego who fixed Nintendo Dan yeah. is probably one of the best nicknames ever. <laughs> like <laughs> And he like fixed NES games. And like we'd go over to his place and he have like he'd fix system Oh, there's music now on the radio. It sounds like NES music too. That's fucked it up. It does. That's fucked up. So I really like it. <laughs> oh no, it's talking. Okay. So, uh, is this adding a level to the podcast or is it taking away? I can't I don't tell. Know. I think
1: I mean we're interacting with it now, so We so I think it's a, it's a sign from
0: God. Uh, yeah. uh, so Nintendo Dan like he once took apart a Nintendo cartridge in front of me and like cleaned it and made it and made it work. You know and he taught me this trick where if you're gonna blow out a cartridge to make it work you gotta put it under your shirt and blow through your shirt to protect the game from getting all of the Cheeto dust in your mouth from going into the game. Uh, and he says that's why most games fail is Cheeto dust.
1: No shit.
0: Yeah, but he like pulled. He took it apart. He polished it. He put it back together. It worked perfectly. So like we would go get games from him. Um, I bought her a, a Sega Genesis from him as a gift. And I got her Aladdin. I got a copy of the Deep Space Nine game for Super Nintendo from him, which was (laughs) terrible, but I loved it. I couldn't get past the first level because it was so hard. Uh, Anyway, second time travel. (laughs) Right, right. Time travel. Time travel. Okay. Uh, So did you watch Lost? I didn't. No, no. Okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, Lost had kind of jumped the shark by this point, but there was a really fascinating idea that whatever happened, happened. So... If you go back in time and you accidentally kill someone, that always happened. Because you can't change history. You physically cannot change history. It goes against the laws of the universe to change anything. So basically, Marty McFly always went back in time and did these things. Mm. So they the kind of play
1: on that in, in the second Back to the Future, don't they?
0: Well, in Back to the Future, like he has a memory of a different timeline. And that's physically impossible in this other... This other method of time travel where uh, if if I go back in time and I accidentally kill like a butterfly or something, that butterfly always died. For me to go back in time and try to kill Hitler, I will fail. It's impossible because Hitler survived. Or if I succeed in killing Hitler, then what we'll discover is that someone else took up the mantle of Hitler and like history remains the same. It's physically impossible to change history because history is history. Okay. Uh which is a really compelling notion of time travel and really kind of blew my mind and blew my mind back a little bit. And I mean ba- there was so much of Lost that I loved and so much that I despised. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there was like a a solid third of Lost that was awful, but two thirds that was brilliant. And and a third of Lost that was maybe the best TV I've ever seen. So
1: before we get too far away from that idea yeah. of, of time travel yeah, yeah. And, and like being able to affect the past, um I think the butterfly effect. The movie. Yeah, the the movie. Um, with uh Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the classic sci-fi movie. Um, <laughs> with Ashton Kutcher now with the um, uh, the one and only. <laughs> but um, the <laughs> a, 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 a Renaissance man of our time, Ashton um, Couchet. Yeah, Couchet. Um, but they they play they didn't play exactly on that, but there was um. There were there were things that uh, he kept trying. Like he could change this thing and that thing in the past, but there were like hard points that, as long as like certain people were kind of interacting, they couldn't change. Like if if hmm. if two people were kind of like that, um. So it's not not quite as rigid. Like where, what you're talking about is like the past is like for sure rooted. But um, if it was sort of like if these people are at all interacting, this is what the timeline is going to be. It doesn't matter. What else happens? They're always going to be there. Whereas, but if those two,
0: two people separate, then you have they're fucked. Or, That's romantic. <laughs> or, or
1: if those people separate, everything's. I mean, spo- spoiler. Oh, everything's uh, better. What he finds out is that this woman that he's been trying to have the perfect relationship with his whole life, and he can like it consistently ends in like him ending up in jail or this girl getting murdered by her brother or something like that. Um, he finds out that if he goes back to the time when they first meet, and he like. Freaks her out and scares her away forever, and they never talk again. Yeah, then they're able to just have normal lives. Um, wow, interesting. And I, I, there's gonna be one person on Twitter who's gonna be like, Fuck you, you spoiled
0: it. Oh my god, but like, <laughs> you said spoilers, <laughs> that's the international word. I mean, well, maybe just this nation, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: no, but I, I mean, that idea that um, it's not not quite exactly the same, but the I actually it's completely different but
0: <laughs> no but similar it's it's a hybrid of the two it's a third thing that i had not considered
1: but that's cool that is so lost play uh the idea and losses is that like no matter what like yeah
0: no yeah whatever happened happened they say it over and over uh that we just cannot change history which is really interesting and from a storytelling perspective i mean it, i think you can only do it once you can only tell that story once and have it be interesting because what happens with that story is that your actions are meaningless. And yeah. no matter how hard you try, your actions will remain meaningless. So in the, in the point of Lost History where there was some time travel involved, everything that they were doing was meaningless. But it was, really, it was kind of compelling because I'd never seen that before for sure. Mm-hmm. And then they took it to really interesting extremes, uh, which are spoiler heavy that I don't want to mention. But the whole season, it was season five that this played a huge part in. The whole season kind of left me with, like, a bad taste in my mouth at the end. Um, and then season six was a load of garbage. But, like, season six was – I hated it. There are a lot of people out there that like season six, and I think that that is incorrect. <laughs> Those
1: people are wrong. Yeah. Um, no. But,
0: you know, I don't know. I, I'm jealous of anyone who likes season six of Lost because I loved the show so much for so long. What, what do you see? What are you
1: looking at? Sorry. Oh, uh, I, I... – I saw movement outside and then I realized that it's, Oh, there's just like a window. over There's there. so, something, yeah. something on, on the wing. wing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so let's, um, so explain this, this, mo- like, were there instances in which uh,
0: people were multiple people were going back in time, trying to fix things or they ended up back in time against their will. And they wanted mm-hmm. to be careful not to cause temporal paradox, <laughs> like back to the future. Mm-hmm. But there's a scientist there who's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's so, there's just, like, a guy in the lab coat
1: who was like, don't sweat it.
0: Like <laughs> He's like, you've always been here. Like, no matter what happened, you always came back to this point and existed here. And they find pictures. People that are in the present timeline see old pictures of the people in the past mm-hmm. timeline. They've always been there. Uh, and it was really interesting. I mean, Lost brought up so many interesting ideas, but didn't really follow through on any of them, which is just really infuriating. Um, I'm still so sad about that. I, I, the way that I felt about the way Lost... Ended was similar to how I felt about the prequel trilogy, where yeah. something that just had so much potential and promise and brought me so much joy uh, became so far removed from what I loved it for that it felt uh, like a betrayal in a ways. Yeah. Um, so, And it's interesting because Damon Lindelof was one of the big creative forces of that, and he was also a big creative force of Star Trek Into Darkness, which felt similarly uh frustrating to me but i still was that the second the second jj in the one, yeah, okay. yeah but he was also involved in the first one and the first one was awesome so and i mean i i really root for this guy because when he when he does things good it's incredible and i'm just so into it you know i, I was so engrossed in the story of lost for so long um like i came to lost when season i think when season 5 or 4 was airing and then season I, I got caught up by the time season six was on. I watched season six live, mm-hmm. so I was able to experience the finale on the night that it aired with, like the rest of the world and, <laughs> and and the crushing defeat thereafter. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this week. I have plenty more awesome content with Pete to share with you. It's not going to happen next week because I'm out of town for the holidays. But the week after, I'll bring it straight to you. You're gonna love it. Before I let you go, there's something I'm really excited to tell you about. I have started a Patreon campaign to support the sci-fi project of which this podcast is a part. The project also includes my other podcast, Sci-Fi on Trial, my music videos, and of course, my sci-fi synth-pop album. If you enjoy my work, it would mean so much to me if you became a monthly supporter of the project. It would make what I'm doing that much better. It would give me a budget to make some cool new sci-fi music videos. I have two in the pipeline. I can't wait to get off the ground. All sorts of other fun things I could do. I'd love to get some remote podcasting equipment so I could maybe go to sci-fi conventions and you know interview people and record podcasts from my hotel room and get it to you that day. All sorts of things that I'd really love to do. It's my passion project. I do it because I love it. So, check it out. Patreon.com slash sci-fi project. Patreon. Uh, really cool website where people can support the arts and that's what it's all about. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week for this episode of Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. Wishing you all a very happy holiday, however you celebrate. I'll miss you all terribly next week, but I will be back the week after and I will have seen Star Wars The Force Awakens the next time I chat with y'all. So I still forgot to turn off my phone. (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you soon.